This podcast is brought to you by Living Waters Church, Kyabram. You can visit us at www.lwkyabram.com. Fantastic. Well, I've entitled my message today, Just a Seed, Part 2. So Just a Seed, Part 1 was not last week because last week was Mother's Day. Um, but Just a Seed, Part 1 was the week before where we started to look at this fact that if we're going to grow, we need to be able to sow. And we looked at the principle of the fruit and the fact that mature fruit actually produces seed to sow. And so we've been talking about the fact that we need to grow up and we need to grow in the kingdom and that maturity is something that the church is called to, but from that maturity should actually come a sowing out of our life as well. So let's turn to John chapter 7, John chapter 7 verse 38 which is the Living Waters Scripture. John chapter, 30, uh, John chapter 7, verse 38 says, Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the Scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. One of the things I notice about rivers is that they bring life. Uh, Pastor Lynette and myself, we spent a number of years up in a little city called Mildura. And I want to tell you, if the Murray didn't run through Mildura, there would be no Mildura. Because you move half a step away from the river, well, maybe a little bit more than half a step, but it's like some spots it's 500 metres away from the river and there is sand and desert. And so the only reason that that city exists, the only reason that that place exists is because it has a river that runs through it. And so wherever the river of living waters flow, guess what? Life is available. Life is there. And I want to encourage you that as people who are born again, because it says this, if anyone believes, if there's any believers here today, you need to understand that there's a river wanting to escape. There's a river that's wanting to flow. Now, one of my favorite rivers at the moment has just been... The gates have been released from a dam in Mawala. And so everything south or everything, sorry, west, yeah, west of Mawala, the lake there is going to be rising. Why? Because they've pulled the gates and they're draining the lake. Why are they draining the lake? To find my phone, as we spoke about the other week. <laughs> I'm glad you think that's funny. I've been watching the levels and um, it won't be long and I'll be able to go and retrieve my phone. You might say, Pastor Trevor, but your phone will be well and truly dead. It was dead the moment it hit the water. I know that because I rang it. But I had money in my case, in my phone case, so I I, want to retrieve my money. You might say, but it'll be wet. I don't care, it's money. (laughs) It'll be fine. So I'm going to go up probably in a week or two and see if I can retrieve my phone. So when we dam a river, the flow stops. When we put a blockage in the middle of the river what happens is the flow ceases to flow at the outlet. And unfortunately, if we're not careful, as born-again believers, we can cause a block to come in the river of living water that should be flowing out from our life. Now, you might say, well, how does that work, Pastor Trevor? Well, when God gives us stuff to flow out, if we're not willing to allow that flow to happen, then eventually it will bank up And eventually the water, if there's no outlet, will become stagnant. And I'm a firm believer that when we read the Word of God, He gives us seed to sow to those around us. We looked last week about the fact that it's not about what you don't have, but it's about what you do have. 
See, I can't give you what I don't have. I can't give you a whatever if I don't have the whatever. I can't give you something if I don't have that something to give. And God would be mean and nasty. He would be a horrible God if he expects you to give what you don't have. He only expects you to steward or to look after or to govern what has already been placed in your hand. And there's a principle in the kingdom that's this, that as you give out of what you have, more is received back. Now, sometimes when we're talking about that sort of stuff, we think about, oh, it's money, it's money, it's money. It's not just about money. As we give out, like great example is if you believe that you have the gift of prophecy upon your life, the more you give out, I believe, the more you receive. So we looked at the fact, we spoke about some seeds two weeks ago, and one of the seeds we spoke about was the kingdom of God. And, you know, we looked at the fact that the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is likened to a mustard seed. So we looked at that. We looked at faith. Our faith is likened to a mustard seed. So we looked at that as well. The, the, um, the messages are there on YouTube, Facebook, and any podcast that you want to search and find our podcast, you can listen to our messages two weeks ago. And then we looked at the fact that there's times when our faith is challenged and there's a prayer that we can pray. And that prayer is simply this, help me with my unbelief. God is not ashamed of our unbelief. He understands those struggles that we have in our heart. And sometimes if we're not careful, we don't actually come to him because it's like, well, God, I'm struggling in this area to believe. And, and you know, the, the, the tragedy of that moment is the one who can help us with our faith is the one we stay away from when we're struggling with unbelief. Because we all struggle with unbelief at different times and in different moments. So this morning, I want to look at the word of God as the seed for life. Because the Word of God is the seed for life. And I was going to bring my paper Bible just so I could use it for an example, um, but I forgot to bring it. So you'll have to imagine that I have my paper Bible in my hand. Is that okay if you can do that? Anyone given an imagination? Because if I go like this, everyone go, you're probably watching KO or on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitter or on Insta or on whatever thing else there is these days. So the Word of God is the seed for life. If you want success in life and if you want improvement in your heart and in your life, if you want to be a better person just in general for humanity, you need to get the Word of God into your life. You need to get that Word planted deep in your heart. So let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. We're going to read about the parable of sorrow. We'll start here this morning. We'll see where we get. This week I took some time out and watched some seed videos. There's some cool videos on the internet about seeds. And I watched a whole stack about um, di different seeds. Like I saw a guy do a time-lapse video of a mango. And what he did was he cut the mango, got the seed out of the middle. And I always thought that middle bit was the seed, but that's not the seed. That's just the casing for the seed. Because what you have to do is you have to cut open that bit and within that bit is a seed. And what he did was over a period of, I think it was a year and a half or something like that, he took a photo every day, took a little video snapshot every day and he put it all into one video. It's an amazing video. It is as you see this seed, this seed go from seed all of a sudden to spring to life 
And then I watched another one on avocados because Hope still hasn't sp spoken to me about how to grow an avocado. So I had to go to the old faithful YouTube. And I found the, the thing I did wrong, Hope, I found it, was this guy's avocados did not start to sprout until 40 days after they were, they were there. And I thought, that's what I did. I gave him a week. Oh, patient one. And nothing happened. So it was like, well, that's a dead avocado seed. And so I piffed it. Actually, I let it dry out. <laughs> that was the other thing he said, don't let the seed dry out. <laughs> okay. Mistake number two, piffed it too early and let the seed dry out. See, the thing about the seed that we have is that it's good seed. It's not bad seed. It's actually good seed. In actual fact, let's talk about quality assurance. When I talk about the Word of God and when I read the Word of God, I don't have to worry whether it's a knockoff. I don't have to worry whether it's a bad seed. Why? Because the seed is good. It's inherently good. The Word of God is good for our lives. Now, you might say, but Pastor Trevor, I read the Word of God and I don't really understand it. Well, welcome to the club. There are scriptures that I read and go, well, that's nice. I'm not really understanding fully what it says. And I never want to fully understand the word. I want the word to surprise me. I want the word to be the one where it's like, you know what? I've read this scripture many times, but all of a sudden it's like, huh, haven't read that before. You know why that is? Is because it's starting to shoot. It's starting to sprout. Hey, I haven't seen that leaf before. You know why that is? That's because this seed is starting to grow and take root in our life, and all of a sudden fruit starts to appear from it. So in Matthew chapter 13, verses 3, it says this, He told them many stories in forms of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. He scattered them across his field. Some seed fell on, the, on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seed fell on shallow soil which with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the, but the plant soon withered under the hot sun, and since they did not have deep root, they died. Other seed fell on, among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as, the, as had been planted. Anyone who has ears to hear should listen with understanding. Anyone got ears? If you have ears to hear, you need to listen with understanding. I like the way it puts it in the New Living Translation because sometimes we listen but we don't understand. Any males in the house? Any married males in the house? Where it's like, you know that there's a voice in the wilderness somewhere talking. You know, why is everyone looking at Pastor Lynette when I'm talking about this? <laughs> there's a voice in the wilderness somewhere. It's like, and you know that what has just been said was really important because there's that pregnant pause for an answer. And you are going, help me, Jesus. <laughs> it's good, dear. I agree. You're looking for the facial cues. I agree. And the facial cues go really sad and you think that that's not good. It's male, we're a certain breed. See, if we have ears, we need to hear and we need to understand. So this parable, and we looked a few years ago, we looked at what parables were, and parables are an earthly story to illustrate a heavenly principle. 
So it's an earthly story. And so here you have this story because later on, if you want to read it um, later on, you can go jump down to verse 18 of the same chapter and it'll go through and he'll explain the parable to us, which is really nice because we don't have to conjecture about what it was and what it is. Well, see, the, the seed he's talking about, he's, Jesus says it's the Word of God. And the Word of God, and the thing that I find interesting in this, the farmer doesn't walk along and go, well, there's a footpath or there's a path, so what I'll do is I'll get derated seed and put that seed on the path because I know that the birds will come and eat it. He doesn't look at the rocky soil and go, well, there might not be much hope there, and so what I'll do is I'll get second-class seed and put it on that spot that looks a bit rocky. No, the seed was the same, but the outcome or the growth from the seed was very different because of the soil it was sown into. And so when I look at that, I have quality assurance about the fact that the seed that I have sown in my life from the Word of God is good soil, uh, good seed. I just have to make sure that I'm cultivating my heart. I'm allowing my heart not to be hard. I'm allowing my heart not to be busy. I'm, I, I'm allowing my heart not to be consumed by the things that would come and choke out the seed as it grows. So we are responsible for the condition of our heart. See, God has given us a new heart at salvation and we are responsible because the seed is good. It's good seed. It's, we can have confidence in the seed. Not only can we have confidence, can I tell you the seed works? The Word of God works? I, I have a really simple um, counselling process. You need to be a person of the Word, you need to be a person of the Holy Spirit, right? and you need to love Jesus with all your heart, soul and mind. And guess what? The rest will work its way out. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything else will fall in place. Everything else will. See, we need to understand that the seed that is sown has the vitality of life for what we need. Isaiah 55, verse 11, don't worry about looking it up, I'll read it for you this morning. We're only going to do the one verse out of Isaiah 55. So this is Isaiah 55, verse 11. It says, In the same way, my word, I send it out, and it will always produce fruit. It will, it will accomplish all I want it to it, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. See, his word, some versions of the Bible say it this way, his word does not return void. When it's sent out, it will produce fruit when we allow it to. So we need to understand in life that there's good seed, but there's also bad seed. We have just had some glorious rain, have we not? Hasn't it just been wonderful? At um, Margaret Gilley's funeral on Thursday, I was chatting with one of the farmers as I'm standing in the rain out at the cemetery, and I'm going, you must be happy. He goes, I hate mud. <laughs> you what? You hate mud? You would rather drought as a farmer? And he goes, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, because he could see the look of shock on my face. And he goes, oh, I know, farmers can't be always, you know, we're always got to have something to whinge about and this and that. And, yeah. But honestly, it set me back. Because all my life, growing up in this area and then moving to Mildura, which was another agricultural area, all my life I've been taught by farmers around me that mud equals money. That's what I've been told. Mud equals money. And here's this farmer going, I don't want the money. I don't want the mud. It's inconvenient for me. It's inconvenient. 
things I notice about rain is rain will produce weeds. Have you noticed that? I have no problems growing weeds. Thank you, Adam and Eve. Part of the curse of the fall is that we have to toil when it comes to producing good seed out of the ground. That's why I hate gardening, because it's part of the curse. See, it doesn't take much to grow weeds. In actual fact, this is the way you can grow weeds in your life. Just do nothing, and they'll grow. Just stay away from the good seed, and just do nothing, and weeds will grow. Just become lazy, the Bible says, and weeds will grow. Just do nothing, and eventually weeds will just pop up and spring up. There's this horrible little weed at the moment. It's, it's a little prickle weed that's everywhere. I don't even know what it's called, but I hate it. And I brought some home one day from fishing. I walked through a whole stack of it when I out on the channels one day because it was everywhere. And I didn't think about it when I got home. And now there's areas in my yard that have this weed growing because I went fishing. Wasn't a happy camper when I saw them come up. And I look at these and I know they are invasive. I know they spread like wildfire because if you go out to basically any of our channel banks at the moment, it's just everywhere and they hurt when you stand on them. It doesn't take much to grow weeds. It takes effort to grow fruit. So let's go to Matthew chapter 13 because Jesus goes on to say this parable. He says this, There is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. Everyone say good seed. But that night, as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did it come from? The enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds, they asked. No, he replied, you'll uproot the wheat if, if you do. So when I think of this parable, I think about the fact that there's good seed that's provided by the master but there's also bad seed that's provided by the enemy. And we have a choice what we cultivate in life. And one of the things that I find interesting about what makes a weed a weed is its country of origin, is the place where it came from. Some of the weeds that we have in our nation are actually cultivated plants in other nations. And what they do is they cultivate it because it's indigenous to their country. And so there's this moment in life where it's like something has been labelled a weed because it comes from somewhere else and it isn't native to the place where it's being grown. And so we see it as an invasive weed, even though some of the weeds have beautiful flowers. Some of the weeds are really pretty. Some of the weeds look really nice, but they've been deemed as invasive. Why? because they come from somewhere else. Think about that in the kingdom. In life, we can often look at something that's trying to be planted in our life and in our heart, and it can actually look beautiful, but it doesn't belong. It shouldn't be part of our life. Why? Because it doesn't belong to the kingdom. It doesn't belong to the kingdom. So we need to be wise that there's good seed that the master gives us, talking about Jesus, talking about God, and there's bad seed that the enemy wants to so into our life as well. So let's jump down to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 
Because you might say to me, well, where do I get this seed from, Pastor Trevor? Where do I get this seed to sow out? Because we've spoken about the Word of God as being good seed, so we can have a confidence in the Word of God. But he'll also give you other seed to sow as well. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, when I think about sowing and I think about provision, I reckon this would have to be one of my favourite scriptures in the Bible. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 onwards says, Remember this. So if you forget everything else I say, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but one who plants generously will get a generous crop. <laughs> now let's just pause there for a moment and come back to the Word of God. If you're sowing just a few seeds into your life by reading the Word of God, by studying the Word of God, then you'll receive a small harvest from that. But if you receive, if you sow into your life generously, I mean, we are blessed in our society when it comes to the Word of God. It is available to us wherever we go. It is available to us. You know, you can be driving your car and you can be listening to the Word of God. You might say, oh, but it doesn't go in the same. If you listen enough, it will. Because, you know what, because there's some people in this room that struggle with reading. Anyone struggle with reading? There's no problem in listening to the Word of God. In actual fact, I can probably give you a song title and you will be able to quote the song. Why? Because you've listened to it multiple times. Because you've listened to it and it's got a catchy tune and so it's become part of your life because you've listened to this melody and you've listened to these lyrics enough that you actually know them off by heart. When I was at school, I used to challenge some of my friends who were into some pretty dark music and they would try and justify it away by saying these things. Oh, well, I just like it because of the beat. And I'd say, all right, what's the chorus say? And they would quote the chorus. What's verse 1 say? And they would quote verse 1 to me. It's just the beat, hey? Because it gets into our heart. It gets into our life. And if you're musical and you don't like reading, then maybe you need to do what the psalmist did and put music to some of it as well. When I was at Bible college, one of the guys that I was in Bible college with, he was uh, very musical. He was a great keyboard player. And what he did was he put all his notes to music. And you would see him in the exams going, was singing through his notes to find the answer. And I'm trying to listen to what he's hummed just in case. <laughs> he let something slip. So remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And do not give reluctantly or, or response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Hang on a minute. Anyone suffer with anxiety for tomorrow? Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what we're reading. This is the word of God. It's a seed that can take root in your heart and bring fruit for you. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. It's not just about what we receive, it's about sharing with others. Verse 9, as the scriptures say, they shared freely and give generously to the poor, their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. <laughs> I love the fact that God provides seed for us, his farmers, 
to sow into other people's lives. Now, this is not just talking about money. It's not just talking about goods. I believe it's talking about everything in our life. We need to sow grace. We need to sow mercy. We need to sow life. We need to sow positivity in a world that's so negative. We need to um, sow a hope and a future. We need to sow the Word of God into people's lives. We need to take the gifts that God has given us. We need to take the fruit of the Spirit He's given us, and we need to sow that wherever we go. When we first came back to Kyabram, uh, we came back a few weeks early, and so we went and visited the Tatura Church. And Pastor Ron Mallon was talking about the fact that um, the, in life we have spiritual gifts and when we get together, uh, sorry, spiritual fruit, we have the fruit of the Spirit and when we get together and when we are in each other's company, it's like we become an orchard where people can come and actually partake from. And it was one of those messages I thought, man, that's fantastic because when we gather, it's not just the fruit in my life, but it's the fruit in your life as well. And then when people come, it's like all of a sudden there's a whole orchard. There's a whole orchard. I I don't know whether you've ever had that experience as a kid riding through this area on your bike and you get hungry. There's some good fruit in this area. And I used to do the biblical thing because the biblical thing was this, was that the farmers were meant to leave the corners for the poor people. I felt poor, so I would partake. Steal an apple, steal a pear. Just had to make sure because I didn't understand ripeness at that point in my life. Some of those apples were a bit bitter in the early days. See, people can come and partake of the fruit. And then you know what? The fruit has the seed within it as well, where they actually then have the responsibility. They've been given this gift. So they have the responsibility. They've enjoyed the flesh of the fruit. They've enjoyed the sustenance from the fruit, but they're left with this seed. Then what do they do? They get to plant that as well so that it will go on for generation after generation. Okay. Next point. I don't know what point we're up to. I haven't been giving you points. I've just been talking. Without the sower, there is no harvest. One of, the, one of the challenges I have with the world we live in is my generation has not done a good job in fostering it. We haven't sowed. My generation hasn't sowed the right things into the next generation. And because of that, the world we live in today is a bit of a mess. Because we can't sit back and get to our old age and go, those younger people... They're just a bunch of rat bags. Well, sadly, my generation produced the rat bags. See, we're all sowers. And if we don't sow, there is no harvest. And you might say to me, but Pastor Trevor, when I sow the word of God, it's not received. Remember the parable of the sower? That your job is just to sow. Just get out there and scatter seed. Your responsibility is not to make it grow. Your responsibility is to sow seed. Yep, some will fall on the path. And the devil will come along and steal it. Birds of the air will steal it. Some will fall on rocky ground and it'll spring up and cares of the world will squash it out. Some will f- f- grow up and the, the, you know, it'll get choked out in life and that sort of stuff. But you know what? Some's going to fall on good soil. And you know what I love about the parable of the sower is the seed that fell on the good soil, the minimum return was 30-fold. I, I want to tell you, if, if I can get an investment that's 30%, I reckon I'd take it at the moment. You think about it. If your bank went to you and said, we're running a special deal. If you deposit your money in this account, you'll get 30% interest. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm there. (laughs) I'm selling my houses. (laughs) I'm selling my cars, some of them. (laughs) Got no more kids to sell. They've all left. (laughs) You think they've left. No, only joking. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Because I reckon if I could get a guaranteed 30%, I'm in. 
Guaranteed 30%. I reckon that's a good investment. That's the minimum. Some 30, some 50, some even 100%. Can you imagine if your bank come to you and said, I will give you 100% interest? Really? Really? The problem is some of us don't take it up. I'll give you an example. A number of years ago, our government said that if you put $1,000 away extra in super, we will give you $1,000 to match it. I looked at it and go, no, nah, I'm right. I'm right. That's crazy. That's 100%. 100% interest on your money. 100% interest on your money. And people were going, they, they, they were saying things like this. They were saying, well, I can't afford to and, you know, I've got so many years before I retire. It's still 100%. Still 100%. See, if we're not careful, we think about this stuff and we go, you know what, she'll be right, mate. So the seed that falls on good soil has a minimum of 30%. Minimum of 30%. I love it. So in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says this, Don't be misled. This is Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only by satisfying their sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live, uh, live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. See, you reap what you sow. And without a sowing, there is no reaping. So if you're not willing to sow, let's go back to the Word of God because it's the seed that we're talking about this morning. If you're not willing to sow the Word of God into your life, then there will be no reaping from that seed. It can't. It physically can't. The principle has been set in stone that we, that we reap what we sow. So the sower is responsible for sowing the seed. And we are all sowers. We could have looked at the fact that, that we're all farmers. Now, it talks about that in Timothy, the fact that we're all farmers. We all have responsibility to sow. So as we mature and as we grow, God gives us things to put into the lives of others. And it's our responsibility to go out and to sow that seed. Fantastic. Let's all stand up. This time is well and truly gone. Hey, Jesus, we want to thank you for your goodness. We want to thank you for your mercy and your grace. And Lord, we understand that your word is valuable to us. Lord, it's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, it's able to divide. Lord, Lord, just the fact that your word is living and active in our life. Lord, it's like that mirror. It describes itself as a mirror where it's like when we read the word, we see our reflection back in it. And because of that, it actually gives us a pathway forward for how to not only change, but to be more like you. Because that's the goal of our life, Lord. Lord, that we would be more like you. Lord, so I pray that for the seed that was sown in this place today. Lord, may it bear much fruit into the future. Lord, in your wonderful name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast from Living Waters Church, Kyabram. Don't forget, you can find us at www.lwkyabram.com. 